one of them. I don't know. But yeah, let's let's get back to it. No, nah, man. Um, Kevon was making a point about um, pretty much we were elaborating on the weapon in the wield versus the wielder mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had a friend who um basically uh, went viral for a video. Um, him and uh, a good friend of his who actually wasn't even a videographer at the time. He was a photographer. He uh, used a backdrop. Um, he got uh, the artist and the made it work. The video has over a million views. Um, he was able to garner enough attention to actually get signed to a record label. Um, and they wanted to push him. They wanted to uh, put a little bit more money behind him. So they go from this small kind of like independent look to like this big budget music video or not necessarily a big budget but like a sizable budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a 16 hour shoot basically encompassing uh, similar songs to the video that went viral. And uh, he was telling me, like, that soul that he had in the first video was, like, gone. Mm. It just kind of, like, went into that whole big machine where it's like, you got this director that you barely even know that's kind of, like, trying to direct your vision. Um, And you have this, like, 35, 50 50 people on set, like, all around you. Like, it's it's, it's very jarring. And I feel like you kind of, like, sometimes when you, you move too fast in that, like, you, you definitely lose, like, a part of, like, what made you from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's definitely very, it's very uh, important to kind of hold on to that as you're, like, going in your process. Because I, I know him, and I can see kind of, like, even when I was, I was on that set, like, of course the director was giving notes and this, this, that. And I was just like, mm, the footage looks good. It looks great. It was shot on a Ari. Like and it, it I looks hate, great. I personally hate that. <laughs> like the footage was great, but it's like, what's great footage without like that heart? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, is that? And I feel like that's the age that we're in, where people are obsessed with it looking pretty, versus the soul of it. In the mm-hmm. sense, of like, if you take a picture and it doesn't strike you, you know what I'm saying? What's the point of it? Yeah. If you like, if I if I take this and I always want to get some lights just because I'm wearing this type of jersey or some shit. Well, no, man. Fuck that! Like, what is the aesthetics? What is the composition and stuff like and stuff like that? And I think that's where we go into the weapon versus the wielder. Um, just like to break it down in certain certain topics. Like, all right, so I've had an OG tell me, "Yo, fuck your lighting, get you a good lens, and that's gonna save you in most cases." Now, Jason, you having a more creative background with lighting and camera work, how do you feel about something like that? So, I mean, with the lens argument, that's kind of more. I would say that that has more of a standing when you're talking about, like, camera. Like, you know, it's like you want a great lens probably before you, you want to, like, up- upgrade your camera. Like, lens has a lot to do with the final image. But um, lighting, no, nah, lighting is a fundamental property of the image. The camera can't produce an image without light. Thanks. You know, so it's like I've done work with um, what would be considered a lower tier camera, like a 60D, um, and lit it on accident properly (laughs) and when i showed the footage to people they were asking me what did i shoot it with and they're like oh what did you shoot that with and i'm like a 60 you're like that looked like you know a red or something um because essentially you're going to make a much more pretty image yeah better image just because like you're putting more light into the sensor the sensor legit operates based off of light when you get noise, it's because there's not enough light in that area, and now the sensor can't determine what those pixels look like. 
So that's why you get all these random pixels of noise because it's essentially guess guessing what it looks like. Um, so I, I, I respectfully disagree. Um, I would definitely say lighting definitely comes in front of lens, not to like, you know, deter like how much lens do impact the image, but lighting is, um, is a fundamental quality of, you know, filming for me, yeah. like whether it's photography or, you know, video. Yeah. And that, uh, going back into the integrity of shoot or shoot, say you don't even have a good lens or a good lighting around you and you're like, I just got to wing this. What's y'all's like mindset? Like how am I going to make this work creatively? And still give quality because I feel like that's another thing. Like, again, we're in this age, you have people that like, I got an iPhone now, you won't even need this cameraman. It's like, yes, you do. <laughs> but if you're ever like, God forbid, you're in a situation where, dang, I forgot my lighting kit at home or my lens kit or this lens broke on set, like, that's happened before, you know what I'm saying? We've all, mm -hmm. I'm sure we've had our horror stories, but how do you still make it work with the creative mindset? Because that's why, again, in the integrity of shooter shooting the weapon versus the builder, because I've I shot stuff on my iPhone 5 back in the day that could compete with, like, regular concert photos. Like, huh. And I didn't know if it was just because, like, the way I edited the photo or just, like, the creative soul behind it or what was, like, you know, what was in it. But for me, I would say it was the creative soul is being able to see, like, an image of how I wanted to look like and being able to execute it. No matter what I had in front of me, it could have been an iPhone 5 or a red camera. But, like, for y'all, like, what, is, what does that mean for you in terms of, like, the weapon versus the wielder and just making it work despite the odds? It's just honestly just a reminder um, to really make the best of what you have. Um, this actually reminds me of uh, this artist that I follow on Instagram. His name is uh, Sean Brown. Uh, he went on he went on a, a trip. Uh, and he lost I, I believe he lost his phone or like his camera, and all he had was like an iPhone five, <laughs> right? And he had an iPhone five, but he still took all the pictures that he wanted to take, and the pictures look amazing. They look amazing. He literally created like a whole like oh wow and uh, literally has a whole gallery of these images and I, and I feel like it's literally as a as a creative it's like you're creative you make you do with what you have at the end of the day exactly. like it's because it's like it's better to create something than nothing because at the end of the day like you, you'll make something you'll be like oh wow like I didn't even know that because like I have I have those instances sometimes too where it's like you go back and you look at your old work or you go read an old script that you wrote or you look at an old video that you made and it's like I did that <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you literally like you start to like be like you know, and a lot of times you know like a, as a creative too like you sometimes you may doubt yourself and be like I already got it like that or like you know like you feel like you may have fallen off or you know you have you aren't you're not doing it as much but it's like sometimes you have those reminders where it's like you go back and you look at your old work and you're like man I still got it like, <laughs> like I can really like tap into and like and you start to realize like I had even more information since then. That's, so it's yeah. like, I, I, I yeah. can really, like, grow and, like, really, like, build off of that. So it's like, it's always remembering to stay in kind of, like, that, that creative mindset and just, like, make with what you have. Because, like, yeah, they're always going to be, quote, unquote, better, but is it going to be original? Is it going to be you? Is it yeah. Gonna be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 100. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Nah, I, I, you know, there's, there's, like, a, um, a fine line of being, like, technical and being creative and, um. You know, there's there's definitely a fine line um, because like as I found myself becoming more knowledgeable, I found myself talking myself out of like specific things because I'm like, oh, I need I need this to do that. Um, where in the past it was just like whatever, like 
let's get it done. Like, let's just do this. And it's like, you know, um, and having that, like, go-getter personality is going to make you achieve far more than just, like, waiting till you have the, you know, equipment and whatnot to do something technically that you want to achieve. Um, because again, like I said, one of my favorite videos I've ever shot was, um, with no lights at all. It was just with a camera, but it was finding specific locations that were lit Mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, that fit what we wanted to do. So I could tell you like we found a parking, like it wasn't even a parking garage. It was like, uh, like a trash dump area, like in Buckhead, like this one offshoot place that had this like one top light shining down. And, um, the video that we were shooting was a very gritty, like, triumph video so it was like it kind of fit like you know we had to do there he was holding a bat and it was like he had this one top down light on him and it felt like this really moody gritty like like look then we shot like also like in this church parking lot that had like you know like this like nice amber light within it it's just like we just kept finding locations and whatnot that fit it because like where we didn't have control we had to now find like an environment that provided us what we needed um and you know so it's just like it comes down like the only thing that um, having better equipment provides you is control. Yeah. It doesn't provide you necessarily with quality. Like, in the industry, it's not like they're looking, you know, quality. Like, there's quality of lights and things like that. That's definitely a part of it, but it's really control. It's nice, like, yeah. you know, time is money. And we need to control every essence of this set to make sure that we can do it as efficiently as possible. So we need to know that the sun sets at 6 p.m., we have a light that can produce the same type of output in this relative area yeah. that can create the sun or make it look like the sun is still up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just really, you just got to tweak. You got to tweak everything. You got to like find ways to do it. You can literally like make lighting kits yourself that uh, will make your footage look 10 times better. It might not be, you know, like the RE sky panel type of quality, <laughs> yeah. but it's going to look, look definitely better than it would without it. That's, um, yeah. And it's like, you just kind of always have to kind of keep that in your mind of just like, not really. And I don't even like thinking like you got to make do with what you have. Just like you're, you yourself are the amazing person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, uh, like you said, the weapon in the wilderness, like, you know, a, a John Wick with a pencil is more lethal than like, <laughs> Yo. it's more lethal Yo. than me, me than me with like Excalibur. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's just like you're the amazing person. So get those lights, get the regular light bulbs you can get from Home Depot. Get yeah. the like you know, because you're the creative that's gonna put it all to work and make it all come together. Mm-hmm. Yes. This uh, actually reminds me of like even uh, us shooting limits and like how. into it as far as like okay cool we're gonna put this here we're gonna set this up here we literally were like on the fly let's do this this is this is what we have like even yeah. like the the outside scene like when we could have we could have had like a light or two outside we're like no we're just using street lights it's fine like, <laughs> outside. like you know what i mean but it's still like to me like limits has like a lot of a lot of heart it has a lot of personality yeah. it has a lot it has a lot of like heart and personality and I we know what it took to make it. Yeah, like it know. took a lot. It, it it stretched us in so many ways. Of course, as we're going through like our our collegiate journeys, and it's like really just like being there, like really knowing like what it was like to actually be on set and actually spending a lot. We spent a lot of time together. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it, it in and in that we learned a lot about each other and about the film and about like the actors. Like it was just it was just a, an, ex- 
experience that I feel like shaped me to be kind of like who I am as a as a creative or as a director today. Yeah. Honestly, too, and last thing just to say on this is like, even when it comes to like my journey as uh, like a, a director, it's like if it, if I never would have met you specifically, I don't think that this would have like been my you know path because it wasn't until like cool we started spending more time together. All right, cool. Let me let me see what's going on with like cameras and like you know what I'm saying like it's like yeah I you know I was in that point in college where it's like yeah I was I was doing biology but it's like did I really want to do that like did I really want to like do biology did I really want to be an orthodontist yeah. did I really want to like do all this stuff and it's like you exposing me to that too is like cool I can sit back and be like nah this is cool I'm with my friends we're doing cool stuff and it's like Gosh, let yeah. me see how I can actually make some stuff out of this you know what I mean so, hey man you have to do that <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's true, you didn't have to flatter me, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Because I mean, like, we're, we're, yeah. we're give, friends. Yeah, give you chance, give you flowers. No, nah, I mean, I, 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 no, nah, I appreciate the credit. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, regardless, like, I mean, you, it's some. I'm a person that I say, like, you know, connections. I don't really believe in connections. I believe in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, just be a try and be a solid dude and just like extend your hand to people and like you know because even like there's people that like right now that aren't interested in video production i'm like do you want to come on set and whatnot yeah um and because they may find something that they love and might might not but um that that's i mean that's awesome i mean i i i don't i i to me, it just seemed like, you know, like, maybe you had an interest to it, and yeah, it was like, and, really think about it. and then, you know, I'm like, I do it, like, so, <laughs> you know, I, can, yeah. I can assist you, like, in whatever way, <laughs> that, from the outside looking in, but, yeah, you man. know, um, I mean, I, I appreciate yeah. any, like, you know, any type of credit that, or sure. part that I played within that, man, mm-hmm. like, I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'll definitely say as a viewer of Limits, like, you can see that the heart was in there, and, like, mm-hmm. you didn't... Like, to tell a story, you didn't need an R lighting kit or something like that. Like, y'all made it work in such a beautiful way. Like, like, that, that, that money actually could have been spent better. But <laughs> <laughs> like, like, going back to it, like, the you budget could have 100%. Like, you know, what we know now, like, yeah. Yeah. Could've, it could have been way better put to use. We could have got, like, lighting. Let, let, me, let me ask y'all this. Let me, as creatives, do y'all feel like y'all always look at your old work and be like, damn, I could have made it this instead of appreciating it? There's a fun. It's a spectrum. Yeah, like, it goes back mm. and forth because it's like I really look at look at limits too. It's like, man, I made this shit when I was like twenty. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, I, I so it's representative it. of that yeah, time. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I look at it, it's like okay, it's representative of the time. Like this is one of the first things I actually did. And for me to like get accepted into the festival, I was like, yeah, nah, this must be something. That's you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And like, not many people get a first project like that. You know, yeah. like because. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to out this man right now. <laughs> but, like, one day I was showing him, like, because I, I have all my work from high school. Like, I, I can go back and view that stuff. And I was showing yeah. him, like, one of, like, my final video, like, one of the final videos. Everybody in high school loved it, man. Like, yeah. I had this movie trilogy series. Shout oh, out shit. to Killer Grove High. Um, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a horror movie series, but it was comedic and stuff. I showed it to Kevin, man. Yo, my dude legit looked at that stuff and said, that was horrible. What? <laughs> I was like... And, you know, like, I'm in college now, and I'm, like, I'm still, like, kind of, like, you know, two years in the college. I'm, like, yo, this is still holding up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know you felt that way. Yeah. Hey, my man looked at that and said, yo, this is horrible. I looked at him dead, dead ass. Like, I'm just, like, word. Like, I was, that, nah, all right. But, so you know, but it was, it was it was his unbiased opinion. I mean, I, I didn't really get mad at him because he's, like, you know, I'm a little removed from it. Yeah. But it's, like, you know. 
But that's just to go go to show you that, like, even today, like, I can look at limits. There's things that I can critique. Fact, mm-hmm. yeah. But the foundation of it is still very solid. Like, it's still yeah. a solid body. It's still it's still telling a complete story from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still, it looks good. Like, regardless of, like, re- regardless of whether, like, you know, things people could say, like, this wasn't well lit or whatever. It, it, it's a pretty decent, good-looking yeah. movie um, that held up well. So, it's like, you know, for, for that to be somebody's first project, regardless, like, you know, I, I would, Kevon, you know. He was ambitious. I was so ambitious. And he had mad resource to be ambitious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not 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 to like even like put like we but it was that and you we know, out here working. We out here working. You know what I'm saying? saying? He had, he had to, we, we we had the ability or he had the ability to get the resource to be ambitious mm-hmm. um, for his first project. And you know, that's that that in itself to me says a lot. Yeah. Um where like a lot of people will limit themselves. No no pun intended. Yo, hey, yo, it's so well, you know, a lot of people holding themselves back on um, saying like they can only do X amount. He um had the ambition. He because I remember when he came to me with the idea and he was saying like he, he was like, I'm gonna do a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this, that, and the third. And it's like, you know, there's a difference between having an idea and having an execution. Thanks. Yeah. So it's like just for like us to be even sitting here, whether limits like look like complete trash, but for limit if limits like for it to be completed. Yeah, it's like in itself saying something, but for it to look as good as it did mm-hmm. at the at the time and like the experience levels and the mm-hmm. knowledge, like you know, he first time directing, like you know, yeah. it's just like that. That in itself says a lot. Yeah, it was you know, I can't. So I, you know, nothing but um, praise on that. You know, yeah, it's and I think too, like as a like creative, just like always just remembering, like just like remembering, like why you're doing this. Exactly. Yes. And like keep pushing yourself is like even that because it's like I remember doing that in uh, 2016 and 2017. I didn't do anything for real, for real, like until I shot around the block two years later, and then I was working with like a different team, and it's like oh they were they went to grad school, like they know more than me. Like yeah. I'm like thinking in the back of my head, it's like dang, but it's still like cool. I have to work a second job mm-hmm. to save up money mm-hmm. to do something that I want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, you got a second job, you don't want to do that, but it's like. Just making sure that, cool, you know you have stories that you want to tell, you have things you want to do, and it's just like keeping that at the forefront. Most definitely. It's working towards that. Yeah, and maintaining that integrity. I think that's the most part, like, I don't know if it's capitalism or what, but like, just in terms of like being a creative, it's like at some point they, they try to get you to sell your soul for what you're trying to do. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think it's worth that point. Nah, it's, 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 it's not, man. It, it's, I don't even know, like, it's, one thing that kind of helps me is, like, when I go to a film festival and I see, like, a very well-produced movie, and I look at the credits, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm not even looking at who made, what, what now, I'm counting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how many people were on this set? Yeah. Because, um, I want to just see, like, you know, there's certain things that are, like, you know, not even really on set, predi- um, p- like, positions, like, you know, like, yeah. the accounting, like, production, like, you mm-hmm. know, certain things, like, over there, but I want to see, like, how many like grips did they have? Like mm. how many electricians did they have? Yeah. Um. You know, was it a first eight like first AC, two second ACs, like a yeah. uh, camera intern, or was it just a DP and a first AC? Did they have five cam ops, or did the DP cam op? Yeah. Um. It, I like to look at that because it's like it helps me kind of wrap my head around like the feasibility of like taking six people <laughs> <laughs> and making this feature film. 
Um, because, you know, to a certain degree, it may not be plausible, like, to do it within a reasonable time. You might take, like, you know, it might be yeah. like, yeah, you could do that. It's going to take you, like, five years, especially with everyone's working schedules. And, yeah. You know, Facts. so. And that's, that's a good point. I, um, I have le- two last questions. So we kind of touched on this basically a little bit. We're kind of going around, but, like, just to put it in, do you feel like money makes you more creative or does it make you comfortable? Comfortable. Like that's that's easy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's easy to because like relaxing is great. Like, <laughs> like, like to have like the luxury to like you know especially like because I know what I thrive for in my my career as far as what I want for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to like make things when I want to make things, right? Yeah. Because, like, everybody wants that, right? Like, Max, yeah. For the most part, it's like cool. Like if I don't make a movie or make something for seven years, I'm fine. Whatever, I don't care. Like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, it's cool. I don't want to make a movie no for that. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like, but I know that every time I do make that movie, it's gonna be like, oh god, this is it. You know what I mean? Max. So, you know, like uh, when it comes to like money, it, it'll, it'll definitely make things very comfortable for you because you start mm-hmm. to, you know. You start to experience, you start to feel feel life. You know yeah. what I mean? So the more money I've made, the more procrastination I've done. Easily. Facts. Big Easily. Oh, you know, like Easily. Like, I, I chill. Like, I ain't gotta, you like, might <laughs> if you get like a it's kinda crazy. It's like you might get a twenty thousand dollar con contract and you just mm-hmm. like well they gave me the deposit. I could wait like a couple of days <laughs> to edit this. Like, yeah. Bro, yeah. <laughs> yeah you good. But bro. Man, you I know what I was supposed to do. You know. <laughs> so it's um you know, I, I definitely say money makes you more relaxed. Um because you're not hungry. Not at all. You're not hungry, man. Yeah. You're not hungry. And mm-hmm. that hunger, like that hunger puts you in a whole different mind frame. Like mm-hmm. it just Facts. You know You see it in, in music. You see it like in literally every field where it's like you know someone starts to like see their success or like they start to eat off their Rihanna. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's why Rihanna hasn't released the album. Personally, like it's it's you know. Oh dang! I thought I heard. I heard. That's ignorant. All right, we can go into audio on this one though. But all right, well, that's fine. But um, but yeah, you you see it happen to artists all the time. Like yeah. it's like you start to get the money, you start to get the fame with it, then like. Like, that's when they start getting more gross writers. You get more people. Like, it's just people in the writers room. More people. You need more influence or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Because now you you just been relaxing. You've been chilling. You've been living your life. Cool. Right. But it's, sometimes it's like to tap back into that that like you know that primal version of yourself to like be vulnerable again just mm-hmm. to make something. Be like I don't know how to do it. It's sc- it's scary and possible because it's like are you that person? Mm-hmm. You, you know you changed. So it's like is is Jay Z like the dude who was like. Selling, selling crack, crack like on the block, no. you know what I'm saying? Like, is Absolutely. is he that dude? Like, he really ain't. Like, Not anymore. Like, he's the dude who owns this, that, and the third. He sells this, that, and the yeah. third. So like, it's just like um, the whole perspective and cadence is gonna be different now. Yeah. So, um, That's growth. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's growth. But sometimes it's, it does feel like the heart is kind of detached because, like, Jay's to me, like another person is like him. Yeah. M and J to me like are like the heart of what they speak about is kind of lost mm-hmm. to when they first came out. For sure, they've changed. I will they, say- they definitely have like evolved yeah. in aspects. You could definitely like look at them and break them down and say how they've evolved. Yeah, but it's like you know the part of like them as an artist that people really attach to um, could definitely be say that it was lost at some mm-hmm. point. Facts, and I, I give. 
Jay Z holds uh, credit where I say I feel like he still has that same hunger from when he was like on the block and in terms of his business. Not necessarily in terms of music, but just in terms of business, like the movies mm-hmm. he's making on that side. Yeah, no, hundred. But um, to segue into like the last question, of Kevon, you brought this up earlier. Like, it's kind of like a two part question. Like, one, how do y'all feel about labels in terms of creative? Like, particularly in the film industry, I hate going to mixers where I meet someone like, "Yo, I'm a writer, director, DP." Uh, <laughs> okay, and I feel like. Some people go out of their way to unnecessarily say, I do everything, yeah. and versus just saying that I'm a filmmaker, or I'm a creative, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, or like, Kevon, you were talking about um, how some people, like, working the gig, that's not necessarily in particular to the film industry, but just being called the cameraman, or you know what I'm saying? Like, so do y'all, do y'all ever label yourselves as creatives, or do you just, like, go with your vibes and stuff like that, or do you just take whatever role is given to you in that time? That may be a cop-out question on the last part, but you know what I'm saying? That's... Again, a good question. The only thing on the first part of the question um, I want to address is like the whole being, you know, known as or uh, referred to as a content creator. <laughs> yeah, 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 like that, yeah. That's weird to me. Right? Yo, that's weird. That's like, that's, 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 weird. that's a YouTube. Uh, yeah, YouTube, Instagram. That's definitely a YouTube like, terminology. Like, or like, like, yeah, Instagram. Like, but also how people are starting to refer to TV shows. Uh, just, just a disclaimer, I'm not throwing shade to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am throwing shade because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like, no, no, fuck that, because, like... His name content- is Jordan, and my name is Jason, <laughs> so that's as, it. <laughs> as, a con- as a content creator, you're pretty much just saying, like, you're a director filmmaker, because you're doing the same things, essentially. It may not be to a certain degree or level, mm-hmm. but you're still having to do... You have to, you know, that takes production. I need to do this, I need to do that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have to edit that, so you're, you're filmmaking. It's, it's a different type of filmmaking, in my opinion, yes, yeah. but to... I feel like don't degrade yourself personally. Cause I, cause it's like I don't know, like to me, like I was gonna say when people refer to films or TV shows as like content, it just doesn't sit well with me. Fact, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like I think of the word content as something that's like consumable, but it just like passes through you. Mm. Like and when I think of television shows or like the things that I really like care about or like films, it's like these are things that stick with me. That Fact, like. Yeah. Past, past that 30 minutes, past that two hours, whatever the case may be. I, I get it for like, it's not, you know, business terms or whatever the case may be, but yeah. for the most part, it's like, content to me feels like a YouTube video. Like, unless, mm. unless it's like, what you con- know. So in context, yeah. Yeah, in context, like, or Instagram videos, like, cool, yeah, that was funny, I saw that already. Like, you know, like, it shouldn't <laughs> be like a thing, you know, like, how many times does somebody say, oh, I already saw that. Yeah. Like, versus like, if it's like a movie or like, oh, let me watch that again. Let me see that. I ain't seen that in a little minute. Cool, like, this, I want to enjoy this again. Yeah. Versus like I saw that joke. It's already passed. I don't need to see that again. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of like my thing. But uh, in the second part of your question, as far as like labeling myself, I I feel like I struggle with that to this day. Same. Still. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I know I write. Um, sometimes <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah. I direct when I can. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I edit or whatever the case may be. It's it's you know, uh, and I and I struggle too sometimes like saying, oh, I'm an artist because that just seems so pretentious to be like I'm an artist. You know what I mean? It does to me. I'm not gonna. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like it seems like I'm an artist. Yeah, it's like yeah, I do what you know is is called of me, and I I feel like it's always just worked that conversation with somebody. I was like, what are you doing? It's like, well, I mean, like I I've done this. This is what I've done. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is what I've done. Yeah. Uh, so it's like because it can be ever changing. I think I told Jason before, like. At some point in my life, I want to be an architect. I want to like design buildings. Yeah. Like be be if I'm 
50 years old. It's like, cool. Let me actually like <laughs> sit down and like learn how to, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's bro, what uh, I feel like as a human, like you have that. You have the I just in that picture, bro. I, I, I can already <laughs> see the glasses you can read. Yeah. Wear. Like I, I just want that. I just yeah. want that, you know, that, that flexibility just to like be able to be like, okay, cool. I have the luxury to get into this for the next 10 years or five years or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole labeling thing is um, it's it's very, it's it's weird because it's like you can pigeonhole yourself. Like one thing I learned um at Turner is, I mean, the industry essentially labels you and boxes you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you go into the industry, I mean, essentially, you know, there's mad unions. Like, I can go join um the electricians union and I'm an electrician, you know, and then I'm gonna be meeting all these people and they're gonna know me as an electrician. Um, and you can kind of box yourself in because that's really going to be where you're going to be making your connections. That's where you're going to get yeah. your phone calls. Nobody's going to be sitting there and you're talking to them like, well, I do like camera. And they're like, well, give that guy a shot. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're going to call the next dude, you know, who's in the camera union. Yeah. He was next up, you know. They're not going to transfer you. So it's like you can box yourself. So labeling is kind of a, it, it's, it, it's a double-edged sword. Because it can help you get work, and it can help you miss out on work you want. That's, yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as labeling myself, I mean, you know, I never really thought about it. You know, whenever, I I think I've always used it, like, just the general vague terminology is, like, filmmaker. Like, yeah. I'm a filmmaker. Um, and that's just kind of how I broadcast myself because I feel like, you know, regardless of what anyone, if, if someone says something outside of my knowledge, then I can like direct them to someone else. But I think I have like enough like expertise within this field to be able to even converse on certain things. Facts, yeah. Um, so yeah, filmmaker is just always been my thing. And in much more general basis, I've always said creator because like I, I the, the act of creation to me is just like, Regardless, like even like you know, Kevin will say he wants to be an architect. Like, like I I I love to do that shit too. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's cool. So it's just like certain certain things. Like even like business. Like to me, I've invested myself in business just because the act of creating an entity out of nothing mm-hmm. is very interesting and fulfilling to me. Like you know, some people like yeah. say that they hate accounting and finance. Like I learned to love that shit because to me, that's an essential part of creating a business. You know, um, so it's just like, it, it's all a perspective thing, like, man, like, just knowing, like, what what you want to do, man, and how you want to present yourself to the world, it goes back to, like, marketing. Yeah. Marketing is just presentation of a product. Exactly. How do I present myself? Yeah. I'm Jason. I like to make films. Yeah. Now they think I make films. <laughs> and that's it. And, <laughs> and that's it. And I feel like people ask you, so what do you do or what are you in terms of like limiting you to like, like you said, like when you were referring to like Turner, so like people put you in a bubble because like they're comfortable saying like, oh, you're just a grip or oh, you're just a DP or whatever. Me personally, I, I always like, I think of, I used to use general terms and now when people ask me, I say, I'm adaptable. Like, yeah, I started off in law and now I work in film and I'm like, that's crazy. I never picked up a camera before in my life and now I can tell you about ISO, aperture, you know, settings, your shutter speed and all that stuff. Like, that's crazy to me. And then on the same terms, I could go and write you a grant or some bullshit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Word, which is dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mind you, you may not be the best grant ever, but I at least can like, 
help you know what I'm saying like yo I, I at least know a little bit about this or uh, help you with a negotiated contract yeah so I think that's the beautiful part about us being creatives or just having the mindset of a creative like I said back to shooter shooters being adaptable because you never know what's going to happen or you ne- never know what like if I don't learn this how it's going to and it's going to uh, infringe on what I'm trying to do next or it may limit me creatively yeah and on that topic so Jason for you we talked about like your journey as an artist how you started off and stuff. So, like, what's next for you? Having worked with so many different corporate companies, done some personal projects, you know what I'm saying? Like, you mentioned earlier, you know, a comic series or working in animation. What's personally for you uh, your next biggest creative challenge? What do you What do you think you would do that would fulfill your creative legacy? Oh, so, like, I mean, my creative legacy is, I don't know, man. It's, it, it, it shifts, man. Like, because, like, personally in my life, it's going to sound really, like, sappy and corny, but it's, like, the whole idea right now is really kind of like Jackie. Like, you know, that's kind of like Aww. what's on the top of my head. Um, and I've always said, like, regardless of what I achieve in life, as long as, like, you know, like, we we chilling and happy, like, that's that's good enough or great enough for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the thing that I've always wanted to do since I was a kid, man, was it was a cartoon, man. And I have a love for animation more so than I have a love for film. Like, I used to debate people in college, like, they're like, you haven't seen this film? I'm like, no, bro. I like making films. I'm not watching that film. Um, but animation is something that I dissect. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it doesn't, like, matter whether it's, like, a silly cartoon that, you know, that was made here or, like, an anime, anime that was made in Japan or, like, even Chinese, like, animations I dissect. Yeah. Russian animation, French. Um, I try and, like, watch it all. So, like, the next big thing for me would just be... Um, really creating a platform for me to produce the cartoon. This uh, The cartoon I want, the name of it currently is The Journey. Um, and, you know, that's something that I, holds, I hold dear to my life because I say the journey is always more important than the destination. The process of things is more so better than the actual result. You know, the Olympic gold medal means nothing without the, the work that you put in years prior to winning Facts. it. Yeah. Um, you know, people say, like, it's the medal. It's really nice people think about everything they did to make that moment. So it's like, the journey is just like, it's something I've had since I was seven, bro. Oh, wow. And, you know, I've been speaking, like, and me and my love for animation, understanding how that industry works, or even really any industry, is like you sell your product for them to produce it, or essentially, or you go, you essentially go into deficit finance and they purchase it, and you um, are licensing. It's, It's a whole weird makeup. But essentially, like, Networks will have ownership of that product. So, like, mm-hmm. Craig McCracken, the creator of Powerpuff Girls, long gone. He's on, he's with Netflix, made Kid Cosmic. Powerpuff Girls is still being produced by Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Class Geek, Supo, Rugrats, they're gone. They're producing new Rugrats for, like, coming out this summer. I never want that shit to happen to me. I want, when I'm when I'm gone, that shit's gone. Because I made <laughs> that shit. Um <laughs> no, and I feel that this so, is the integrity of the art. Yeah, you know, and um, because I, I I personally have always felt like creators like have a vision that nobody else can recreate when nice. they create a product. Um, so I I want to create a platform where I can produce my cartoon for myself with no inhibitions, and I can also allow other creatives to produce their content without having to sell it. Like create something where they can actually create um, without having to worry about getting funding by them and then this these people taking creative control for them. Ooh, so I, I feel like, that. you know, I have an idea that may be able to work out, you know, it may need tweaking, it may need whatever, but I think um, 
that can definitely change what it means to be an independent creative. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that your budget is next to nothing. Facts. You know, it just means that you have complete control of yourself without the assistance of others. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a joke. Um, you don't have to Harvey Weinstein yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I was I was gonna say that's dark. That's some dark comedy right there. Bro. <laughs> that is. I was gonna say you you made a point, uh, Jason. Like when it comes to um, you know you know making your work and wanting your work to stand on its own and like you know quote unquote dying with you or like whatever the case may be. So that made me think of um, the show Snowfall. Mm. Um, where the creator John Singleton uh, passed away on the show's second season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Should they have stopped the show then? Are you asking me that, like right now? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. So I mean, and I, 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 I can't say that I don't watch Snowfall, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have like some sort of attachment to it. Mm-hmm. Whether say like it should have stopped on the second season, For sure. but it's like all right. So I, one show I love is Kim, Kim's Convenience. It's a, it's a Canadian show. It's been doing very well. Um, Netflix has four seasons currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the creators up and decided that they wanted to go do different projects. Mm-hmm. And the network still owns Kim's, Kim's Convenience, regardless of if the creators are like writing for it or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And the network literally put out a statement saying that we cannot produce another season of this show with the same heart and the same humor without these people. Mm-hmm. So we, we are canceling the show. Even though the show was already renewed by them yeah. for the sixth season. They had that understanding, and I think we've seen time and time again when the creator has left the show that that something is gone. Yeah, Yeah, they can read like the Boondock season four. Mm -hmm. Man, I mean, there may have been funny moments, but there were not great episodes Mm -hmm. that had you know what I'm saying. Like the Boondocks was Aaron Magruder, the creator of Boondocks, like the one that originally made the comic strips and all that stuff. There was a heart within that. There was a nuance of how he attached to that like mm-hmm. that he attached to that show Seth MacFarlane with Family Guy mm-hmm. Family Guy is definitely not anywhere near what it used to be mm-hmm. Steven Hillenburg with Spongebob I can name you every person that has like <laughs> that has like created these shows and when they left Steven Hillenburg left after season 3 with Spongebob after they made the Spongebob movie mm-hmm. the first episode after he left was when Spongebob was being hunted by like a Krabby Patty bro it was a it was a very writtenly written stupid episode mm-hmm. compared to like the stuff before it. Yeah. Because they cannot capture the essence and the nuance of what he was trying to do properly. You know? So it's just like I personally I'm always gonna like side with you should probably cancel it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do have a I do have a like a statement that if I do pass away that Jacqueline should produce my show <laughs> with all like the directions and stuff. I think I've, like, I've explained it to her in whatever direction she wanted to take it with. Before, I had another person who I actually was like originally a part of the concept of creating it. Mm-hmm. Me and him had fallen out from like a long time ago. He's definitely crossed out of that, that, <laughs> that will. Um, but, you know, so it's just... I think, you know, they... There's, there's, there's times where it can happen, and I feel like that's if you have a close confidant or whatnot who sure, truly yeah. understood, and he was, like, just as much, or she was just as much um, a part of the creation. But it's just, like, imagine um, imagine Atlanta, like, if Donald Glover yeah, yeah, decided to leave. Yeah. You would just... You would feel it. You would feel it. Because, yeah. like, the show is quirky, mm-hmm. 
in the ways that he, you know, it's him. You know that's him. There's no yeah. way that you can create that essence without, because he's a very quirky dude. He's a weird that's, quirky dude. Yeah, no. So it's just like, man, I'm always say yeah. Go ahead and pull the plug, man. Um, well, question: Do you think that there's ever been an instance where a creator has left the show and it's gotten better? I have never found an instance. And I, I, I like, I'm, I, any, I'm gonna tell you like a hundred percent. Like it really doesn't happen as much, um, in actual like real life content. Mm-hmm. It usually happens in animation where the like the creator leaves, mm-hmm. um, because animation is a much is a grueling process, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. they yeah, do want to do they do want to do other um, con- you know things like that. But like South Park has been going on for twenty what three seasons. Still have um, Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker are still running it, and they 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 are I think they get half of the um, streaming revenue and rights and things like that. Them and then the other guy is Matt Groening, who they're like two of the richest like animators, like five hundred million a piece um, from their shows, um, and they're still attached to their shows. And one thing is like you know you could say what you want about South Park, but they reinvented themselves to be kind of a um, a voice of current events mm-hmm. and explain themselves. So Matt Groening and Trey Parker like found a way to still stay relevant mm-hmm. currently, even after they ex- have ex- exhausted all of their ideas. So just imagine if they left and somebody else picked up the mantle, they will be. What those people would now do is go look at the previous episodes. And say, how do we create new content that's like that? Mm-hmm. Mastone and Trey Parker didn't do that, Cause like, because they started yeah. it. So now they're just like, well, we're we're in year twenty three, we're in twenty twenty. What's happening? They made like in September, they made a one hour special, the pandemic special, yeah, and which is was just hilarious. Which was hilarious, and it was like, then they said we're not making no more episodes, like <laughs> where like somebody else will come in and feel pressured that they have to create content, you know, and fill out a season. I mean, honestly, you just described the whole issue with Disney and Star Wars right now, perfectly. Like George Lucas gone is what? What is what is happening? We're like I feel like you're just watching for the nostalgia. And I worry about that now for Marvel. Now that um, Stan Lee is gone, you know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of, like the vision, like mind you, Marvel comics have been written out since the '60s, yeah, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's still just like yo, that create like. Are we becoming more of an Easter egg type of animation production? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were just more excited about the characters that are introduced mm-hmm. versus the actual integrity of the creative art and story. Um, but that's, that's, that's something I'm going to let ponder on for the next episode, for sure, for sure. But yeah. thank you again, bro, Jason, for coming out, man. Of um, course. What, what can people follow you and find out more about you? <laughs> What's your Instagram, man? What's going on? <laughs> I'm not that tight. I mean, I mean, I mean, so like, I mean, one shot I would do is like the my company is uh, Playground, um, or well, Project Playground Productions. Um, the website is playgroundatl.com. If you guys want to check out any work I've done and whatnot, that'll be the you know URL. So. Show, bro. Appreciate you guys on the show. I appreciate you guys for having me here, man. I'm honored. Yeah, man. Sure. Hey, I'm Jordan. I'm not Yvonne. This is Shoot or Shoot. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Yo, that was hard. I'll follow that. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, yeah. I mean, we always have, like, good conversations.
And like as we were like the